You're listening to the Brand Ambition Podcast. Here he is, the owner of Asai TV, lead singer of the One-Eyed Buffalo, former pro wrestler, former army soldier, published author, cat lover, host of Go There, Eat That, Super Proud Dad, and all that, Brandon Bishop. Afternoon, evening, whatever, uh, whenever you're listening to this, it's, I hope it's good. I hope it's really good. I hope, like right now, you're just like, you know what? This is pretty much, pretty much the best day I've had in a long, long time. I truly wish all of you such awesomeness at the moment because you're 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 listening to the Brandon Bishop podcast, and I'm Brandon Bishop, which makes me the most grateful person that you currently coexist with. I'm so grateful. I'm not being sarcastic. I'm not. I'm not being facetious. I'm not being any of those words that you, you know, a lot of people don't understand. I just, uh, I'm very grateful. If I find, if no one's listening to the podcast, which uh, our last episode had record numbers, actually, um, if nobody's listening, then um, why would I even do it? Is it just therapy? Is this microphone and this windscreen and this interface and this program and all this stuff? Is it just therapy for me? Is this my is this my shrink? Without the uh, without the burgundy red leather couch and uh, the notepad and some bearded balding guy looking over his glasses at me, I mean bookshelves full of books that I'll never read and he's never read. It's just there for decoration. Oh, man. It could be. All of a sudden, as soon as I hit record, my phone is blowing up. I got a Comic-Con coming up, man. This is actually Jerry Montano, the bass player for Stephen Piercy's band, we're going to be doing some stuff here in April. A uh, new show with him featuring all cool things in Los Angeles. I'm looking forward to that. We were supposed to have two episodes already, but I had to hightail it out of Los Angeles a couple days ago to get home and do personal responsibilities and be a grown-up. So I'm kind of bummed about that. I'll probably have him on the show next week. He's actually stuck in an airport right now. That's what he's telling me, so... We're going to give him a call next week. Uh, you know, this trip, it was a doozy, man. Um, <laughs> what is a doozy? It was uh, It was a long trip. I mean, it was six and a half days, but, and, and you know, it actually kind of flew by now that I'm really looking back on it because I did so much in these six and a half days that saying it was a long trip is a little misleading. It's... 
I left on the 7th of this month and drove overnight, stayed in Vegas in a Camping World parking lot, which is awesome. It's so quiet there. It's the best place to stay in Vegas outside of sleeping in Stephen Piercy's driveway. <clears throat> and Stephen, you know, he, he always welcomes me to come in and gives me a key. He says, come on in if it gets cold. Come on in. You can sleep in the futon. You can sleep in the office. I don't care. Whatever you want to do. And he, he's, I appreciate the hospitality, but I love, 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 love sleeping in my van. It's just really comfortable and it's just, all my stuff is there, you know. I, I I dig it, man. I love the van life stuff, and we're going to talk about that later. But this trip, um, leg one. And here's the thing: go on YouTube right now, right now. No, 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 no. Wait about an hour until this is over with. I'm going to try to keep it around an hour. Um, but afterwards, I want you to go to YouTube and type in a Psy TV A S Y. Alpha Sierra Yankee Tango Victor Asai TV. Find our logo on there. And uh, there's like an Asai TV in India. And they actually like sent me an email once and said, like, you must stop using Asai TV name. I'm like, bitch, I am federally trademarked. And um, yeah, you have six videos on your YouTube page, and I have over a thousand. I'm monetized. You're not even, you got like 16 watt, you know, views with all six of your videos. So once you go shut up before I sue you, you prick, I will go to India. I'm actually supposed to be in India, uh, at some point this year or next filming with N Keat. We've talked about that on a previous episode. I'll find your ass. Trust me. I will find your ass. And I'll put some ninjutsu on you or something. Is that what it is? Ninjutsu? That's like ninja jujitsu. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I know all that stuff. I'll, I'll learn whatever they use in India. And I'll come over there and just kick you in the face. I uh, Yeah, anyways, I'm, none of that's going to happen. So, And if it did, I'd have to film it for the Asai TV Life, which is the show I'm trying to tell you on YouTube about on YouTube. Um it covers this whole trip. Every Monday and Friday, I release an episode, and we've already got episodes backlogged until the middle of March, which is cool because I love being a few weeks ahead of the game. And by the time that happens, there'll be a bunch of more episodes, and we'll be backlogged till April, and then I got to go on another trip. Basically, I'm going to be gone all of April. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's um, the first day I leave. It's cold, Colorado. Drive all the way to Vegas, nonstop. Did I stop? Did I do any? I got to go back and watch that first episode of, uh, or episode 31 is, <laughs> which it will be. It's like, I, I don't remember that the trip to Vegas. I don't remember if I did anything. Like, I'm sure I did. I'm sure I stopped someplace. I know I stopped at like Black Bart Steakhouse in Flagstaff, Arizona. That was awesome. They had singing waiters and waitresses and stuff. Uh, they comped me a meal because they're awesome. And they, cause I told them I did, you know, go there, eat that. I said, dude, I got to come back, dude. This is great. I was singing waitresses. The place is great. There's an RV park outside. This is everything that I dig. So, uh, yeah, I'm coming back and filming. And they gave me a filet mignon and a rack of ribs for free. And I'm like, hell yeah, man. Which is on the carnivore diet. I didn't break the diet until I got to, uh, I didn't really break the diet until I, left Vegas, which was the next day. 
that day we've uh, I was in Vegas. We filmed at the Pinball Museum for a show called On the Roadside. We filmed at uh, I, I did some stuff at Omega Mart. Basically, I just walked around Omega Mart. Thank you to Aaron Barnes, the awesome Aaron Barnes, and Drew up there at uh, <clears throat> Area 15, Omega Mart, Meow Wolf. I freaking love that place so much. It's so cool. And you can see all this stuff on the Asai TV Live and upcoming episodes. Uh, it's already done, edited, and uploaded. So that's what I did yesterday since I've been home. Man, I just uh, I had a really good time. Um doing all that stuff, just driving around by myself. I would love to have a partner, whether it's a, you know, girlfriend or a best friend. Uh, I don't have either of those anymore. Um, I would just love to be able to have a camera person with me at all times. You know, one that I'm either banging or just hanging, banging or hanging, you know, like, like I said, a good friend or a girlfriend, whatever. I would love to have that partner in crime with they could have a show. I could have a show. We could film each other. I could do go the eat dads on all of these trips. I just don't have that right now. I have a lot of people that that can do it. I just they they have lives. They're not committed to this. Uh, unfortunately, like I have to be. Oh man, it's just so, so many wasted opportunities that I could film and be on camera as, as well as holding camera. It's just so many <laughs> wasted opportunities. And uh, I could think of a few people that would fit that mold, either, you know, hanging or banging. But, like, again, they just, they have their stuff. And it's hard to get people to share your vision, share your dream, because it's your dream. It's your vision. They have their own. It's like someone coming up to me and saying, hey, do you want to do this? And I'm like, dude, (laughs) I've got so many hats I'm wearing right now. Like, sharing a hat with you is just not going to fit, so... Anyway, uh, first day in Vegas, lots of fun. Ate, ate at Rick's Rock and Rollin' Rick's Rollin' Barbecue again. Best, some of the best damn barbecue I've ever had in my life, and they're not paying me to say that. Uh, they gave me discounts. That's really nice. But um, yeah, it's such such. Oh my goodness, it's right next to like that Pawn Stars Pawn Shop. Uh, it's right across the parking lot, and it's unbelievable bar- barbecue. So the next time you're in Vegas. Check out the Pinball Museum. Of course, you need to check out Area 15, which contains Omega Mart and, oh, God, and the Beast Restaurant. I ate there as well. Check out all that stuff. And definitely check out Rick's Rollin' Barbecue. I mean, everybody goes to Vegas eventually, especially the people that I hang out with. Um, You don't need to gamble. You don't need to drink. You don't need to do all that dumb shit. Just go there for the food and the sights and make some memories. Go to the Pioneer Saloon out in Good Springs. It's 30 minutes away. And uh, another spot on the way to Good Springs uh, for the Pioneer Saloon is Terrible's Roadhouse. It's like the biggest gas station in Nevada, I think. And it's it's just, it's not Bucky's by any means. It's not as big as Bucky's. It's not as great, as amazing as Bucky's by any means, but it's still pretty damn cool. I always get my coconut waters there, and it's like also White Castles. <laughs> and yes, I partook in White Castles. Um, that was the first time I cheated on my diet on my way to L.A. You just have to drive right by Terribles, and I'm like, oh, well, there's White Castles in there. Of course, I got to stop. And I did, and I get my two jalapeno doubles, and that's all I got. So I didn't kill the diets. I kept it under 50 carbs because I told myself when I'm on the road, I got to go to keto, not carnivore. Because it's impossible. And it's not impossible. 
It's really not. It's just really hard, especially in a place like Vegas. So then on the way to uh, Los Angeles from Vegas, I stopped at a bunch of different places, just cool stuff. Alien Fresh Jerky in Baker, California. That place was awesome. I stopped at the uh, Peggy Sue's 50s Diner. That place was pretty cool. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my brain everywhere we stopped. I don't take notes when I do this podcast. I just hit record and start uh, start rambling. And for some reason, people listen. But uh, it was just a fun trip. Just me in my van and just cool roadside stuff here and there. I uh, got to Los Angeles and I... Where did I sleep that first night in Los Angeles? Where did I sleep that first night in Los Angeles? <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, first, I, I, I remember I I wanted to do some touristy stuff. And I, uh, I went to like the... Ripley's, uh, no, the uh, Guinness World Book of Records on Hollywood, on Hollywood Boulevard, the big you know Hollywood Strip there, which I didn't even know. I was looking for a toy store that I saw, and oh, speaking of toy stores, I stopped at a different Rogue Toys in Vegas. And anyway, um, I was looking for a different toy store on Hollywood Boulevard, and I just uh, ended up on Hollywood Boulevard. I was like, I didn't even realize I was there, so I said, screw it, I'm going to go do some touristy stuff, and I. Um, Went to the the Guinness Book of Records place. I went to the Wax Museum. I went to the Hollywood Museum in the Max Factor building, which was actually the coolest thing uh, that I got to do. And uh, just spent a couple hours walking around. I still had my gym clothes on. I didn't give a damn. And all of this is on the Asai TV Life YouTube show, which is also on Asai TV. Oh, so I did all that. And then I, that, then we went to uh, Stephen Piercy's practice at the Amp Studios cool little place. If I was in a band, I would kill the practice there. Um, got to see all the guys in the band, including Jerry, um, who I'm texting right now, actually. Uh, Eric, uh, Chris Hagar, who used to be in Rough Cut, used to be in Mickey Rat long before Rat, and now he's he's a rat bastard. He just keeps, you know, Stephen can call these people and say, hey, I need a guitar player. Hey, this guy can't make it today. I need a drummer, whatever. He's got a, a roster of rat bastards and uh, Scotty's awesome, and uh, it's it's just you know really good to see these guys and know them as well. I got to know Jerry pretty well on the next day. Uh, that night, I actually stayed in Jerry's driveway, sleeping in a van, plugged in, had a nice heated blanket all night. You know, it was it was. I'm very grateful to have that uh that parking spot out front of Jerry's house. Now, um, that wasn't the coolest place I got to park though uh, for this whole trip by any means. Um, but yeah, super grateful to Jerry and uh, good to get to know him on a different level. Um, the next day, uh, after practice, um, waking up in Jerry's driveway, went to planet, a gross, gross planet fitness. I didn't even work out. I was like, no, there was like vomit in the sink and everything. It was just, I, planet fitness are, are usually decent places. They're not, you know, pristine gyms by any means, but they're, they're usually good. They're usually clean. This place was packed and gross. I couldn't even tell you the location of it. I basically just follow the blue line on the GPS. This place was nasty as hell. So I brushed my teeth in the van. I walked in, looked around, walked out, and um, yeah. <laughs> brushed my teeth in the back of the van, and that was it. I uh, From there, uh, 
I went to um, Forest Lawn Hollywood Hills Cemetery and Mount Sinai Cemetery as well. I'm I love doing the celebrity cemetery tours. I don't know why. It's a great way to get your steps in. It was a beautiful sunny day, and uh, man, uh, it was just a, a like it was beautiful out. I got people from Hell Scream texting me now. Okay, well, I guess I'll be filming up there quite a bit this month, which is good because we got to get more episodes of that out. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a fun a fun walk around. I got to see all the you know the Buster Keatons and the Marty Feldman and the you know John Ritters and all all these people that I adored growing up and still do. Uh, still appreciate their work, but it's it's humbling just to see their their final resting place. Especially some of them, they're just like that's it. It's just a a stone in the ground with their name in it, and that's it. You know, it doesn't doesn't matter what you accomplish in life. I mean, it it matters to those who remember you, but ultimately, you're just in a box under dirt with a with a stone with your name on it, and that is it. And it's humbling, but. I'll use the word therapeutic again to see that because, I mean, me, I want to be melted down and my carbon turned into a sword. I really want that. Are you listening, everybody? I've said this again and again. I'm hoping somebody listens to me and it happens, whether it's tomorrow or in, you know, 40 years from now, whatever. I really want to be a sword. Pass me down. How cool is that? And that's just the greatest thing ever. Has anybody done that? I mean... That would have been cool, like back in the medieval days, like, you know, I take my enemy's bodies, I melt them down, and I use the carbon to make my sword. That would be, that's historic stuff right there, and I I, I want that to happen, so, yeah. I mean, don't just keep my ashes in an urn somewhere. Don't put me in the ground and, you know, have some, if you want to monument me, I, I said this on the SITV Life at the cemetery, if you want a monument to me, fine, give me a marble bench, put my face on the bench, and whoever I'm dating or married to at the time, they can come and sit on my face and tell me that they love me. Personally, I think that's funny. So anyway, <laughs> make me a sword, damn it. Um, geez, my phone is going crazy. And that's good because when it stops going crazy, that's bad. So I walked around the funeral uh, place. I met up with Jerry and we went up to a fish place that was the, the California fish house or market or something like that. That place was fantastic. Um, and they, then he took me to uh, Magnolia Boulevard, which might be the coolest place in Burbank. Um, we found this place called the Mystic Museum, which was like a, a store with all the counterculture stuff. People like Leah Sparkle and Ryzen and, you know, Aeon Cruz and all they they would go crazy in this place. Um, and Jerry's house, by the way, looks like this place. It's just skulls and horror movie stuff and and just evil things all over. It's wonderful. I love it. I'm jealous. Um, yeah, I totally dig stuff like that. And uh, this mystic museum on Magnolia Boulevard in, Los, in Burbank, unbelievable place. And they also own Slashback Video, which is a mock old school 80s style video store with horror movies everywhere. You can't rent the movies. It's just a mock thing. It's kind of like a Meow Wolf deal, but so cool. In the back, they have like Ouija boards and just, oh my goodness, this place, look it up. Look up Mystic Museum on Burbank on Magnolia Boulevard. You'll thank me and you'll want to go there. Uh, so cool. And then uh, 
yeah, and then we did, Jerry and I proceeded to just destroy my diet. Uh, we had cupcakes, uh, you know, these two big dudes, like, yeah, rock and roll, yeah, eating cupcakes together in a pink store. Uh, that was awesome. We went to a couple Halloween shops. We went to a toy store called Blast from the Past there. I uh, got a sweet young Frankenstein magnet and a couple stickers for the van. I uh, uh, We checked out a Pinocchio's Italian restaurant. Oh, my God. Some of the best lasagna I've ever had in my life. <sighs> I don't even know how this crap happens. It's like I black out. Next thing you know, I'm eating lasagna and garlic bread. Like, what? how? How, how did this happen? I blame Jerry. Anyways, after that... Uh, we parted ways, and then I drove down. I drove all over, filled my gas tank for like eighty dollars because gas is five dollars and fifty cents in Los Angeles. Like, come on! Like, this is who can live? Like, seriously, who can live without five roommates and three jobs? It makes no damn sense. The apartment that I'm in right now that I pay 1300 freaking dollars for that isn't worth anywhere near that would cost about, I don't know, $4,000. And it's ridiculous in, in Los Angeles, in California in general. Absolutely stupid. I don't know how people afford to live. I don't know why there's so many people living there. <sighs> anyway, um... I went to uh, Sunset Strip, which is one of my favorite places on earth. I don't know why. It just is. And then I uh, met up with Steven and Christy, and they had this little bungalow behind the Rainbow Bar and Grill. It's actually the old home of Mario, the former owner of the Rainbow. And I just got to park in that lot up there, which is normally used for, like, uh, valet parking, unfortunately, because that was loud all night. But, man, I... uh, it's one of those things where you, uh, you know, you just kind of go, wow, look, look where I'm at right now. Like, look, I'm, I got my van. I'm parked in this awesome place. I got Steven right upstairs in his bungalow. I went up there, filmed them doing uh, a little acoustic jam. Chris Hagar is an awesome guitar player, but he needed a couple. He knows how to play this stuff back in the day. But this is a whole new band who plays things a little different, so he had to get you know a little little extra rehearsal in there, and sounded great. Just like a little acoustic jam with him, Jerry, and and Steven. So cool, just to be a part of that. And uh, man, it was uh, just a lot of fun. Went out, slept in my van behind the rainbow. Like I even said on the SITV live show, like if you would have told my 13, 14 year old self that I'd be. Uh, you know, parked where I was and staying where I was and hanging with who I was hanging, I'd I'd geek out like a, you know, well, like a 13-year-old. Um, it was just really cool. Really cool. It's this bucket list stuff, and, you know, every day it seems like I get to cross off another item on the bucket list, and that's what life is all about. It doesn't matter. Yeah, money's great. Absolutely. You can pay bills. You can be comfortable. It's less stress. Uh, but these memories... That is, you know, I, I'm the richest man alive, if memories were currency. So, yeah, love that stuff. I went down to the Rainbow, had a pizza. <laughs> yeah. Uh, went to a little place called Slasher Pizza, had more pizza. I didn't, and don't get me wrong, I didn't eat all of this. I ordered a whole pizza, like a medium at the Rainbow, and I ate one slice and gave the rest to the table next to me. I, I 
I've been, and I basically just ate the toppings off of that. So I'm not like just going crazy. I only gained five and a half pounds on this trip from what I weighed when I left. So, and I've already lost three of those. So there we go. Anyway, no need to explain myself. From there, uh, the next morning I wake up again. I wake up and it's um, behind the rainbow. I mean, it's just so cool. Whole view of the sunset strip from this mountain. and Not not a mountain, but this hill. Ha! It was just really cool. Just surrounded by little geckos and just cool people. Had a great time. That night, uh, I had some sushi across the street and some chicken katsu at a tempura, a little sushi joint. It was okay. It was, it, I'd go again. Nice people. Uh, walked up and down a strip all day. Waited and waited and waited and waited uh, to do some filming. Did a bunch of filming that I can't even use, so that shit gets a little irritating, but you do what you got to do. Um, then we filmed at the Whiskey that night. Whiskey Go-Go, Stephen Piercy Live, full access to the place, and uh, the whiskey was great again. Uh, we got some stuff that we're going to be doing with them real soon, so I'm excited about that. And, uh, you know, filmed that and went back to the van and crashed out. Uh, woke up in the morning again behind the Rainbow Bar and Grill on the Sunset Strip. How freaking cool is that? Uh, we were supposed to film a couple episodes, like I said, with Jerry Montano. And uh, I just I had to go. I ran out of time. And if I stuck around for, you know, a couple hours to film these things and then a couple hours of filming these things, I would have gotten I wouldn't have gotten down the phoenix at the goldfield ghost town where i had a i wouldn't have gotten down there till like two maybe even like four or five in the morning and my shoot was at 10 i'm sorry nine so i would have been miserable as hell and then i you know i was planning on driving home that night so i'm not gonna drive all the you know what 20 hours on four hours of sleep and, and i just couldn't do it and i had to get home that night to get my kid from school the next day so it's just yeah, man, I'm, um, I try to be a grown-up sometimes, and it's just one of those times I had to be a grown-up as, as badly as I wanted to go back and film this show with Jerry because he's awesome. But we will get it done, and I'm going to spend a couple extra days in Los Angeles in April to make sure that we get four or five episodes knocked out. So you know, I come back every six months, and we'll do four or five episodes. It'll be cool. Anyway, I... Uh, Headed down uh, that morning to uh, the outskirts of Phoenix, Arizona. Stopped at um, Quartz Side. I think it's in California. Is it California or Arizona? Maybe Arizona. Uh, Quartz Side, and it's like the RV van life capital of the world. Every direction you looked, you just see RVs and camper vans and just vans like mine and bigger and smaller and older and newer and just... Every, as far as you can see, and you can see for miles and miles and miles in this desert, unbelievable. I fell instantly in love with this place. Yes, it's a little Trumpy. It's a little annoying. Uh, the people, you know, with their stupid flags and, and bullshit. Uh, but I can almost forgive it. I know they're not all like that, I hope, because I do plan on spending a lot of time there soon. Um, I just fell in love with Courtside. I went to this uh, big swap meet place, and uh, it's infamous. It's, I, mean, I went to a, like another beef jerky place there. Went to a restaurant there. Went to a little ice cream place there. It's just 
I don't know if I could live there, like totally off the grid, full time type, you know, in the van, but I definitely could spend a couple months there, at least a few, a few weeks. I just, I fell in love with the place. I did. And I, I want to be a part of that community. Well, maybe some of that community. Everything I needed was there. Everything. What else do you need? Everything's in courtside that I needed for van life and just like I said, you know, that off the grid style of living. And it, there's thousands, maybe tens and twenties, a hundred thousand people in this small city with a population of 22,000 people. I'm just blown away by it. I was. And I spent, you know, about a couple hours there and I, I missed it when I left. I'm like, okay, I, it's just one of those places where you just know you're going to have a future interactions with. You just know you're going to be back. You know you're going to have some great times there. And man, I was just, I left and I was like, I don't want to leave. <laughs> it's, it was like leaving Omega Mart in Vegas. I'm like, I don't want to leave. Like leaving the Sunset Strip. I don't want to leave. So when you don't want to leave, that means the door is open to come back in your brain. And that, that definitely will be back to all of those places. But courtside, holy crap. I'm just blown away by it. It's dirty, dusty. Like I said, it's, it's very Trumpy. But something about that place is just like, hey, Brandon, you got a home here. Dig it, man. I dig it. So I left courtside, headed down to Phoenix. By the time I got to the Goldfield Ghost Town attraction, uh, right on the foot, right on the doormat of the Superstition Mountains, which I also love. I was going to hike the mountains that morning, but I slept in because I just drove forever, like six hours to get there. So I slept in a little bit. I called the owner, Bob uh, Shush, who's awesome. He let me stay there. And they have an RV park there. He's like, yeah, just park you know, next to the big black bus. And I'm like, sweet. So that was awesome. It was quiet. I slept like a rock. Um, went for a little night stroll through the ghost town. That was awesome. All of this, again, on the Asai TV Life uh, show on the Asai TV YouTube page. Check it out. Like and subscribe. I have to sneeze. Well, it's just out of nowhere. Don't lose it. <laughs> yes. No editing or muting on that. I wanted you all to enjoy that sneeze. And with COVID and all this crap, I bet you you all kind of ducked. As stupid as that is, you're like, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, nasty bastard. I can't believe he sneezed near me. Like I'm going to sneeze into the microphone, which I did not even do. I sneezed off to the side into my shoulder. It's not going to go through the microphone, through the cable, through the interface, through the internet, through, you know, whatever. Don't worry, you're going to be okay. I actually have a, a spit guard here. Right here. So none of it can get through the spit guard. I should just have one of these in front of my face at all the times. Because all of these places, like California and Nevada, and, uh, they all have mask mandates still, and it sucks. Because I'm they don't have it in Colorado. So I go into a place like, you got a mask? I'm like, oh, Jesus, I forget. Well, I got a sniffle. <laughs> Ooh, that was a good sneeze. It made my nose run. Oh, now I gotta sneeze again. This is ridiculous. Anyway. <laughs> okay, I think I lost that one. I wake up in the morning, I meet up with Bob. Um, there's a really good coffee shop in the ghost town. It's not like a ghost town, it's on a site that a ghost town once existed, and they rebuilt this whole like attraction, and it's just awesome and amazing, and I love it. <laughs> Excuse me. Um yeah, Bob did a great job with it. There's all kinds of cool shops and vendors and, uh, you know, little like salsa places and gift shops. And there's a cool restaurant called Mammoth. And 
Uh, like I said, the coffee shop is always the first place I stop. Um, always. I've only been there twice, but I had a really good time there. And Bob was a great tour guide, gave a great interview. Uh, that's going to be on uh, on the roadside. Right now I have three episodes of On the Roadside filmed but not put together. I have the Pinball Museum. I have Bishop's Castle still. I have not put that together yet. I want to get like five episodes together before I release the show. And I want to do it when um, a TV 2.0 comes out, which is... Wow, that's another thing. And uh, on Sunset Strip, Mike Moore, my developer, came out and we sat and talked. And we actually went down and got more pizza. I had three slices of pizza on the Sunset Slip, uh, Slip, Sunset Strip. And um, anyway, he came down. We had a nice long conversation. He was going to be there to film, but Stephen didn't end up going on till midnight, so he had to get home to the wife and kids. And I get that, but the best part was just sitting there. You know, outside the bungalow on the porch with some, you know, lawn furniture or patio furniture, just talking about what we're going to do with a Psy TV. And I got chills and I got excited and we just came up with some great ideas. And I think you're all going to benefit and love it. We need to be in that conversation with Netflix. We need to be in that conversation with Hulu and Amazon and all the pluses and maxes and all that stuff. And it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. And this is everything we talked about is going to happen and it's going to help us get there. So anyway, um, yeah, we filmed all over uh, Goldfield. All of that's on the Asai TV Life show. We uh, just I just had a really good time, man. I, I, I love that place. Um, I really want to take my kid there. There's a few places on this trip, like Omega Mart, Area 15 and Goldfield and all this stuff that I really want to take the kid to. And I... I I've got to uh, get him into traveling. I don't, I don't know how to do it. He hates traveling. He does, especially in a van. Uh, it's whatever. I did too as a kid. I don't know. I just I really want to get the travel bug. I want to get a whole bunch of travel bugs and just put them in his ears, nose, mouth, cram them up his ass if I have to. I, I got to get him on the road with me because this is my legacy to pass down to him. I mean, I have a daughter, too, so she's already got the travel bug. She's just uh, in Detroit, so we can't do shit. Um, man, she needs to get her ass out to Colorado. I have an empty apartment next to me, too. My cool neighbor, Kenny, moved out, and that sucks. Apparently, like, this lady's going to move in. Hopefully, she's cool, but it'd be really cool if I could have my daughter right next to me. and like, all right, we're going to New York City. Pack your shit. Oh, but she's got, you know, grown-up stuff now, so it'd be cool to take them both on the road with me. Get a big-ass van or an RV. Yeah, man, have my kids with me. You know, these are my goals. Probably not their goals, but that would make Dad happy. But uh, anyways, back to Mike. We talked about some great things. Uh, Asai TV 2.0 is going to launch this summer, probably right around the time that the uh, Super Ultra Megacon is going to happen. And that's kicking my ass lately. It's going all right, but not near as good as it needs to be going. So, but my phone's blowing up. I'm getting emails constantly about it, and that's good. We're already selling tickets, and, uh, you know, things move slowly until, like, the last couple months, and everyone panics to be a part of it, and everybody waits to the last minute to do anything, and that's just how it is. So, Super Ultra Megacon, June 18th, 19th, here at the Colorado Springs Event Center in Colorado Springs. Get your tickets now at asitv.com forward slash some C S U M C Sierra uniform Mike.
Charlie. Some C. Super Ultra Megacon. Get it? Yeah. What else? Talked about the Megacon. Talked about this trip. Uh, got home. Cat hasn't stopped me. I had to lock her up to do this podcast because she's not stopped meowing. Whenever I go on a trip, I get home. She makes me pay for it dearly. She doesn't let me sleep. She doesn't let me work. She doesn't let me do a podcast. It's just meow, meow, What? She's not in pain because as soon as I lay down and she lays on me, she's quiet and purring and happy. It's just, hey, asshole, you left me here alone for six days. I'm going to make you pay for it. That's all it is. That's all it is. She's got food. Her box is clean. She's got water. She's got everything she needs. She's got toys. I play with her. I snuggle her. But as soon as I'm not paying attention to her, just a bitch, just a bitch. This is why I'm single. I already have somebody griping at me, okay? I got some... uh what is this? What did I write? I, I have like, oh, talking about the Asai TV 2.0. I've got, you know, I need a co-host. Just someone to bounce. Anybody out there want to be a co-host? You got to have knowledge. You got to know about Asai TV. Probably have to be a wrestling fan, rock and roll fan. You know, someone I can just banter with. Someone that knows their place. Like, you know, you ask the questions and I answer them. And uh, you speak when you're spoken to. I'm kidding. No, I'm totally bullshitting you on that. Um, I would love to have like a little co-host or something like that. Huh. Uh, so send in your resumes. You have to have, you know, a way to talk to me too. Like that doesn't suck. Because this is easy. I can just record myself from this microphone in my home office, directly onto my computer, upload it. It all sounds great. It's whatever. Like having a co-host, though, would be like, you know, I got to make sure they have good microphones, got to make sure we have a good connection, blah, 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 blah. It's a whole other pain in the ass. But I would like to have somebody to banter with. April. Oh, my gosh. April. <laughs> what am I going to do? Uh, what day? I got to look. Hang on. I got to pick up the phone for a second. Um, I got to find out when this rainbow bar and grill. Yeah, I got to be back there. Anniversary thing is. No, not. <sighs> Do I really have to put in bar and grill? Come on. Bar and grill anniversary. They're doing a big party. And Steven's playing. And okay, it's it's April twenty fiftieth anniversary. So I probably have to be there April twenty third, twenty fourth, maybe twenty fifth, and probably stay an extra day for uh, Jerry, so we can go knock out a bunch of his shows. Um, so there's that. I have to be back in. Do the same damn trip I just did, except I won't be in Phoenix. I'll just come straight home. But before that, I know I got a film with Nita Marie. That's like the first couple days of the month. Then I have to hop in the van, drive to Detroit. I don't have to. I want to. Uh, see my mom in Detroit, hang out just for a couple days, drive my ass to New York City. By the way, it's a day to get to Detroit. 
and then it's a, a like a seven to nine hour trip to get to uh, New York City. So there's one, two, three, four days. And I got to spend two days in New York City with Eddie from uh, Ham Radio from New York Ham. That's five, six days. And then I got to head down to Gatlinburg at seven. And then I'll probably drive. I'm supposed to go down to Florida for more, you know, more everything. We got four shows in Florida, maybe five. But I think I'm just going to head home from Gatlinburg because I think I got to be back in Florida in May, which I just I'll spend a week down there and knock everything out. Um, so that's five and then probably two days to get home. Six. That's, so that's another week. So two weeks out of April, I'm already booked and gone. Uh, not to mention the local stuff with Kilroy's, the the local stuff with Hellscream, the <clears throat> Super Ultra Megacon. I, that's really the month where it's going to take off. So I'll be doing a lot of business, that business on the road. It's going to be crazy. Like April's just nuts. And May, I got to spend a week in Florida already. So that's already taken off. And that's going to be nuts. And I might have to be back in Vegas in May for more Piercy stuff. So that is just craziness. I'm... um. Huh. <laughs> Damn. There's so much stuff, and I'm sitting here going, how am I going to pay for all this crap? Well, here's how one way I can pay for it. If you, yes, you, get a side TV right now. It's available on Roku, Amazon Fire Stick, most models, Apple TV, and at AsaiTV.com. Get it now. See it how it is now, because pretty soon it's all going to change. Like, literally Everything about a side TV, except for the programming, we'll be adding new programming, but everything's going to change. It's going to be so much better for you and for me. Yeah, I'm just, uh, I can't wait. Like literally, this is the year, man. This is the freaking year this summer. Ah, so, but you can get it right now. It's only five bucks a month, 17 cents a day, less than this Americano with an extra shot of espresso and heavy whipping cream. Ah. I hate that. Ah. Um, I hate it when other people do it. I hate it when I do it, just smacking your lips in general. Just ah. Anyways, less than that cup of coffee costs, trust me. And it's uh, five bucks a month, so just get the damn network already. Uh, Asai TV, yeah, it's the best kept secret in streaming television. Durr, so go get it. Don't make it a secret anymore. We're tired of being a secret. Man, you know what? That's really all the little notes that I... Uh, I have bullet points. I don't take like intricate notes by any means. We're 42 minutes into this thing and I got a lot of mail, like just questions on, you know, the YouTube page, the Instagram page, the Facebook, whatever. So I'm just going to answer that. But I got one question. Oh, you know, yeah, I'm just going to make this a separate topic and make this like the first question. So Ron, thanks for sending this question, but I, I liked it, and I'll just make it. You know, I should do like a top ten segment every episode, just to have a just to have a different thing. You know what I mean? I kind of dig this question, so I'm just going to make it a thing. My top ten favorite '80s movies. Now, I sat. <laughs> I actually got this question last night while I was editing and I sat and just stared at the question going, okay, I, I can probably do a pretty accurate top five, but no, I couldn't. 
I wrote down 50 movies. This is what I did with an hour and a half of my life last night. Thank you. (sighs) Thank you for asking this question. (laughs) This is how easily distracted that I get. I wrote down 50. Now, this is where I wish I had a co-host so I could debate these. And, And you know what? I think moving forward, I'm just going to start doing like a main topic like this. I almost feel like saving it for like next week. Talk less about, you know, stuff. I got the Asai TV podcast that I haven't even done in a while. I can talk about all this other stuff for that. I can start a new podcast for the, you know, for the Comic-Con. I have, I can do whatever I want. But I've already dug into this. And I'm not going to do a top 50, but I... I narrowed it down to a top 35 and I'm going to go through it quick and I may revisit this. We may have a discussion about this next week because I want people to chime in. I want to have like a discussion. I want two or three people to have like their top 10 lists or something like that of different things. I I think there'd be a lot more fun. Um, Maybe that's a whole nother podcast, but, or maybe a YouTube show. I, I don't know. Anyways, I'm going to get through this list as fast as I can. Uh, I'm going to try to do it in five minutes. And I got some other questions that you asked, which I probably won't get to. But number 35, um, National Lampoon's European Vacation. Now, I basically comprised this list of movies that I either owned on VHS or DVD, and I would watch them. Or if I see them like on HBO or something and, or Netflix, blah, 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 I would watch these things no matter what. So these 35 movies, like if they come on, I pretty much stop what I'm doing and I watch them or I have them on in the background or I fall asleep during them because I know them and I don't have to pay attention. And it's just like a comfort thing. These are all comfort movies for me. I have a, I'm very comfortable (laughs) apparently because I have a ton of comfort movies to watch. They just take me back and they make me happy and I don't have to work hard. You know, it's just, it's it's just a feeling a nostalgia feeling. Maybe that's what it is. It's just comfort. It's a sense of, a sense of home, a sense of a familiarity that I just, these movies all fit into that category. So number 35, National Lampoon's European Vacation. And I know, yes, by all means, the first one could be in there. Uh, of course, Christmas could be in there. I think that came out in the 90s. I know Vegas came out in the 90s, but this movie, I don't know what it was. It's just, I think that was like the first time I ever even thought about travel. And I'm not going to have a story attached to all of these, but I just remember they just went all over and I was like, that looks awesome. Like, I really want to do that and uh, just see all these different places and meet a girl in Germany and just, yeah, I would just kind of put myself in that. And that's kind of what this movie did to me. That's why it's on here and the others are not. Number 34 is a given, The Princess Bride, of course. If, if it's not on anybody's top 35 list of movies from the 80s, then they, they didn't give it much thought. Uh, if you're out there and you're like, I've never seen The Princess Bride, what? what? Just don't. Just go watch it. And yeah, it's got to be on a list. Uh, number 33 is a given, Back to the Future. I mean, everyone loved that movie. Number 32, uh, Real Genius. I actually just watched this last week. It was on, uh, I think it's on, you know, Hulu or whatever. It's got a young Val Kilmer in it. It's just a fun little stupid movie. And I, uh, it's just, again, I have to watch it. Number 31, Roger freaking rabbit. Who framed Roger rabbit? 
I must, I had this, I think I might still have the VHS tape and I would watch this thing again and again and again. I don't know why, but I did. And even when you watch it now, it holds up. It just takes you to a place. It's wonderful. Uh, Another Val Kilmer movie at number 30, Top Secret. Just a goofy, slapstick, ridiculous movie, uh, which I just love. That's where I get my humor is from most of the movies on here. Now, I didn't put any Monty Python or Cheech and Chong on here, which I just realized. So... (laughs) And honestly, I didn't put one of my favorite movies of all time on here, which came out in 82, The Wall. So I'm just going to go ahead and say they're givens, okay? Just They're on the list. The Wall, I don't want to redo my list. The Pink Floyd's The Wall is probably one of my all-time favorite movies. So that's just in the Hall of Fame. It doesn't need to be listed anymore. Anything with Cheech and Chong, Monty Python, Hall of Fame. I know a lot of that came out in the 70s, but just like Corcusin Brothers. Oh, my God. Why? Okay, hang on. <laughs> the, the Corsican Brothers, that's going in the top. Five. Okay. Um, see, this is what this is what happens. And I know once I get done with this list and all the uh, modifications that I'm making, I'm going way over, and I'm only on number twenty nine, which is War Games. It was a Matthew Broderick one. It was like this robots or computers causing a nuclear war or whatever. I uh, love that one. Weird Science number twenty eight. Come on, it's the perfect movie. I mean, Kelly LeBrock helped me become a man. Oh, still hot to this day. Number 27 should actually be way higher because I think I've seen this movie as much as any movie I've ever seen. The Great Outdoors with Dan Aykroyd and John Candy. Again, it just took you to that little place that they were. Another one that's not on the list, Funny Farm with Chevy Chase. Are you kidding me? Why is that not on my list? Okay, so Funny Farm and Great Outdoors are tied. Um, Number 25 and 26 are Givens. Uh, Return of the Jedi and uh, Empire Strikes Back. I just, they're obviously, they've got to be on a list. Number 24, you know, number 24, I'm going to put Corsican Brothers because I accidentally put Princess Bride twice. (laughs) This is what happens when I make a list when I'm really tired. So Cheech and Chong, the Corsican Brothers is my favorite Cheech and Chong movie. Pretty sure that was in the 80s just from the soundtrack. I can here in my head. Uh, it's so it's perfect. It's the best Cheech and Chong movie. It's not a drug movie. It's not a, it's just perfect. I love it. Uh, number 23, 16 candles. Again, it has to be on every eighties list. Number 22, Eddie Murphy raw. Now I know it's a stand up thing, but it was released as a movie and it's still like on Netflix and stuff as a movie. So number 21, throw mama from the train. Ugh. It's <laughs> Billy Crystal, Danny DeVito. Ah, it's so good. And speaking of trains, number 20, planes, trains, and automobiles. Just Steve Martin. Oh, damn it. Now, oh, my God, I did not put. Oh, okay, I got to stick this one. I'm not going to give it away. What on earth? There's going to be a couple ties towards the top of this list. <laughs> number 19, Airplane. Oh, number 18, The Shining. Yes, I know they're not all 80s comedies. Number 17, Ghostbusters, that's a given. Number 16, The Naked Gun. Obviously, I'm a huge Leslie Nielsen fan. Uh, 
I could put the second one and the third one on there, but I just stick with the one. Number 15, I'm going to get you, sucker. Oh, my. The Wayans brothers, like Keenan Ivory Wayans. Ah, all of these amazing actors from the 70s, they all reconverge and make this freaking hilarious movie. It's so good. Number 14 is a given, Spaceballs. Number 13, Back to School. I mean, I could put any Mel Brooks or Rodney Dangerfield on here, just any one of them, just whatever. It's like saying, you know, pick your favorite Adam Sandler movie in the 90s. You, you can't do it. Okay, uh, so back to school. Number 12, 3 o'clock high. Do you remember that one? If you don't find it, watch it. It's, was it? I'm pretty sure it was in the 80s. It may have been like 90 or something, but when did that movie come out? Alexa, when did the movie Three O'Clock High come out? The film Three O'Clock High was released on October 9th, 1987. Yeah, 1987. Absolutely. Cool. Perfect. I could put down, as an honorable mention, Transformers, the movie. Oh, my God. I must have watched that a thousand times. My brain is just flooding right now with all these movies that I did not put on the list. Um, anyways, number 11, Caddyshack. <laughs> Oh, it's perfect. It's got Bill Murray. It's got Chevy Chase. It's got Rodney Dangerfield. It's got Ted Knight. It's got... Uh, I melt when I think of that movie. I love it so much. Number 10 is weird because I'm not a Travolta fan. I'm not a cowboy, and I've mentioned this in previous podcasts. Urban Cowboy, I watched it last week. Every time it's on, I freaking watch it again. takes me to a place... It's just weird. It's one of those weird guilty pleasures I have to partake in every single time I see that it's on. Uh, number nine, Trading Places. Come on, Aykroyd and Murphy. Are you freaking kidding me? And I could put all of the Murphy films in here. Golden Child, uh, Beverly Hills Cop, of course. There's, there's so many Eddie Murphy. I mean, Harlem Nights. Are you kidding me? Why is that not on this list? I... I, I <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember what the ones I didn't from the original 50 that I narrowed it down to 35. I don't even remember what the other ones were, but I know that wasn't part of it because they would be on this list. I know I took off like gremlins and things like that, which are kind of givens, but I was never a huge gremlins fan. I know like Friday the 13th was on the list, uh, nightmare on Elm street and all this stuff. But yeah, I narrowed it down. Number eight, a Christmas story. It's perfect. It's the perfect Christmas movie. It's my only favorite Christmas movie. Oh, man. I want to go watch all of these movies right now. Number seven, Roddy Piper and They Live. What? Oh, why isn't Maximum Overdrive on here? Oh, my God. Okay, I'm losing my freaking mind. I'm getting mad at myself now. I need to make a top 100. We got to do this again. We have to do this again. I have to have people involved. Maybe I'm going to do a show called The Top 25 where we all come up with like, like there's three or four of us and we all come up with like 10, maybe we, we all come up with our own top tens and then we make a top 10 out of those or something like the greatest, whatever, blah, 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 different topics. I think that's been done a thousand times, but I don't care. I'm going to do it. Oh, God, they live is so good. Anyways, number six, Groundhog Day with Bill Murray. And again, Bill Murray's another one of those, like anything that he's in. Anything that he's in is great. Uh, more Eddie Murphy, number five, Coming to America. I must have watched it 27 million times. I Not so big on the, the sequel that just came out. I'm glad they did it. It's good. It's just not like this. I mean, come on. The original Coming to America is flawless. 
Number four, more Bill Murray. Stripes came out in 1980. Uh, It's the perfect hard luck story. They filmed at Fort Knox where I went to basic training. So I still watch it. I still watch it. Harold Ramis is perfect in it. John Candy, uh, Dave Larroquette. (laughs) So many good people in this damn movie. And I just love it. Uh, Number three, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I could have put Bogus Journey, even though I think that was a 1990 release. And this came out in 88. Uh, Bill and Ted. Oh, my God. It changed my life. And I uh, will always love me some Bill and Ted. And uh, number two, my favorite actor of all time, John Cusack. Better off dead. I could have put One Crazy Summer. I should have put One Crazy Summer. I could have put The Sure Thing, Say Anything. Wait, when did uh, Gross Point Blank come out? Alexa, when did Gross Point Blank, the movie, come out? Here's something I found on the web. According to wikipedia.org, Gross Point Blank is a 1997 American black Okay, 1997? Alexa, stop. Wow, I didn't know that was a 90s. I thought that was like closer to 90, but okay, anyways, that'll be on the list of 90s movies. So there's another show that we can do. But yeah, Better Off Dead. It's perfect. It's just the stupidest comedy, and I love it so much. I watch it every single damn time. And I'm going to go ahead and say it's tied with Three Amigos. Chevy Chase, Martin Short, Steve Martin. Again, it's one of those just perfect freaking movies. It's got to be up in the top five. I love it. I'll always love it. And for some reason, I left it off the list. I don't know how. It makes no sense. Anyways, um, and number one, drum roll, Little Shop of Horrors. I just, mm, just, I, I have no words for it. It's just perfect. Like Levi singing, you know, from The Temptations is singing. Is it Levi Stubbs, is it, I think? Just the singing for Audrey, the voice of Audrey too, uh, Rick Moranis. It's it's just the perfect freaking movie, uh, and I will always adore that. And of course, like I said, the wall has to be in there. Um, all Cheech and Chong, Monty Python, eighties offerings there on the list. Man, I went eight. Actually, no, I've got two minutes left. I can still get to the other male stuff. I want to do a show. Who wants to do it with me? I want to do a show that uh, just talks about, like, we compile, we argue and compile a, a top 10 list. I think that would be so much fun. Who wants to do it with me? Let's do it. You got to not suck. That's the only thing. Maybe we can have revolving guests. That's a good idea. Different host from a side TV and different people like that. Anyways, um, Jax wants to know, J-A-X wants to know, um, who do you really want to do shows with? People that want to do the work and do shows with me and that are good on camera. That's it. And I... I'm not going to pick and choose any like popular celebrities. Uh, it doesn't matter to me. I want people that want to be there. Steve wants to know, how's van life? Uh, it's awesome. <laughs> That's all I can say, man. Uh, it's got its pros and cons, but so does living here in this apartment. So does living in the nicest house on the block. There's always going to be pros and cons. I love living in a van. I plan on doing it full time. Uh, the evil clown wants to know when, when's the new, when are new episodes of Hellscream coming out? Uh, we have one in the can right now that I have to finish up. I haven't filmed another segment I have to film for, but I've been out of town, so I haven't been able to do it. So pretty soon. Erica wants to know, um, 
what's your favorite inspirational quote? I always, I don't know if it's inspirational. It's more um, descriptive. I always say, you never know where you're going to end up. And I think I came up with another uh, one with a side TV. I never know where I'm going to end up. I never know what's going to happen. And I love that. Uh, but I also came up with another one. Just stop. And I, and I don't mean like stop what you're doing or quit. Just stop. If you see something, like if you're in the van, if you're in your car, if you're just driving across the country or down the block and you see something that catches your eye, just stop. I should change that to just stop and check it out because that has resulted in some of the coolest memories I've ever had on the road. Just stop. I stopped at that Goldfield place a month and a half ago. And then a few days ago, a couple days ago, I, I got the film there and had some wonderful memories and made some new friends. Just stop and check it out. So that's my new inspirational quote. Uh, I can't read, but I wrote, Jesse, I know you wrote me a question. Um, I really don't know what the hell that says. My handwriting when I'm taking chicken notes or chicken scratch notes is very bad, apparently. When... Are you doing something again? Holy crap, I'm an idiot. I'm sorry, Jesse. Write that question again. Send it to me. And uh, some idiot just texted, uh, let's go, Brandon. Let me talk about that for a second. I'm going to tell you what I've been doing. When I go into stores that have a big pile of let's go, Brandon stickers, you know what I do to them? And here's the thing. I'm not a Biden guy at all. Did I vote for him? Yeah, because of the alternative. Uh, I wasn't going through four more years of dipshit Trump. Um, when I see the let's go Brandon stickers and let me explain it to you who don't know, apparently at some sporting event, people were saying, fuck Joe Biden and quick thinking the sportscaster, the commentary guy goes, Hey, the fans are saying, let's go Brandon, which is funny. I think that, that that's pretty funny, but the, the Trump, the Trump tards have, uh, really ran with it. Now I know how Karens feel. Um, <laughs> here's the thing, Trump tards. Uh, there's Brandons out there like myself that can beat your ass. So, uh, yeah, let this fade out. That's all I'm going to say. Let it go away like everything does. If that's the only thing that you can latch on to and that's your rallying cry is, you know, if you're so angry at politics where you have to say, you know, F this and F that. I mean, I remember driving down in Port Orange, Florida, and there's a giant sign in the right, out, right on the side of the freeway that says, fuck Joe Biden. Not blank, you know, F blank CK. It literally, it's, you'd get arrested for that when I was growing up. You know, it's, who, who are you people? And it's a small, small minority of, of people. You know, not everybody who voted for Trump is a dipshit I mean, they're politically stupid, but they're not a dipshit. I mean, they're all, they're just normal people who, you know, just said, okay, I'm a Republican, so I'll vote for the Republican. Um, you're politi politically stupid, trust me, but it's this, these people that have the, you know, the let's go Brandon shirts on. I remember I was at a Bucky's in Florida and I just said, hey, and I was dressed like Bucky the Beaver, like head to toe, I had the outfit on. And I went up to the person that had the Let's Go Brandon shirt on, and I said, wow. And I thought I was the only one dressed like a complete fucking idiot today. 
And this lady's like, excuse me. And her husband, who's also wearing the shirt, this is how, you know, how much they're into this. Like, what the fuck? I said, dude, don't get your ass kicked by a beaver. And I walked away. I, like I said, if, if that's your rallying cry, that's all you've got. Like, okay. And it doesn't, it doesn't piss me off. It doesn't even bother me. But what I do when I go to the stores and maybe, I mean, of course it irritates me and, and I, I don't get angry about it. I'm not really going to kick somebody's ass unless they start something, but I just like calling people out. I love calling stupid people out. I love it. It's my favorite thing to do. That's the one gift that Trump gave me personally is I get to call his minions out normally to their face and just call them out on their stupidity. And, uh, I like to grab like a big wad of the stickers. Like I'll take every sticker that they have. I did this in, <laughs> at a gas station between, you know, LA and wherever the hell I was. Uh, I just throw them in the trash. <laughs> like, I took a whole shelf full of stickers and t-shirts at this gas station and threw them right in the trash. And I've, this is like the fifth time I've done it. So, uh, yeah, I enjoy costing you money and I don't buy anything. I don't spend a red cent. I don't care if I need gas and I'm running out. If I go into the gas station and I see a bunch of Trump shit, two years after he lost the election uh, to somebody else who probably shouldn't be in there. Uh, I, I just toss it or I, I toss your crap and then I won't spend a dollar with you. I just won't do it. I, you lost business. Sorry, you're dumb. You're just, you're stupid. So, you know, to the idiot that wrote, let's go, Brandon, here's a big middle finger in your face. I'll say it through this microphone because that's just how, where I'm talking about it. Uh, if you got a problem with it, I'm not a hard guy to find. And this isn't like a, a manly macho thing that I'm doing. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not going to start a fight with anybody, but you know, I can definitely end one. And, and I'm not cocky enough to say I can kick anyone's ass. Yeah. I'm not, you know, a Trump voter. Um, but you know, you'll lose an eye <laughs> or something. You know, your balls are really going to hurt the next day. Uh, yeah. So anyways, why did you make me end off on that? I didn't mean for it to end off on that. I really didn't. I didn't want to end negatively. I don't want to talk about this, these garbage people. Uh, I am not looking forward to this next election season. I'm not. I, 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 it, I feel sick about it. I really do. I mean, are these the Biden and Trump? Are we really going to do this again? Like, do we really have to divide the country even more? Like, oh, my God, why are we, why? Why are we like this? Why are we <laughs> stupid? And I'm guilty of it, too. Look at me. I'm sitting here talking, and, you know, I'm going to kick your ass. And I'm, I'm an asshole for saying that. There's no reason for it. Except for, here's the thing. Like I said, the Trump tards are a very the loud ones are a very small but extremely loud demographic. You're talking 2% of the population would fly a Trump flag right now. Okay? Yeah, 35% would vote for him, but there's that small little yeah, I'm a Trump guy. It's a very small stupid part of the population. And even smaller that were the let's go Brandon shirts and the bumper stickers. Yeah. 
You know, if it wasn't my name, I'd still be irritated with it because it's stupid. I just get irritated with stupidity. I do. And they're like, well, you never see anybody have a rally for Biden. But it's because we got a life, you know, and, and I don't even mean me, but like the people that are like, you know, voting for Biden, they don't have to do that. First of all, they already won. Secondly, they don't have to do that. They're not those kind of people. They're not. Oh, anybody who's fanatical and radical about anything needs to calm their tits and shut the fuck up. And again, I don't want to end off negatively. I really got to go. I mean, I'm eight minutes over right now. You've got a life. I've got a ton of shit to do. So just try, my dear Trumpy friends, just realize that this is a billionaire, petulant child trust fund baby that you're worshiping. If you don't like Biden, okay, don't like Biden. It's fine. I'm not a big fan. I doubt, I'm not. I love that politics are boring again. That's great. But son of a bitch, just shut your stupid mouth. And on that note, I really hope you all have a great day. <laughs> love you a bunch. Talk to you soon and uh, treat each other good. Don't drive like an asshole. Don't smoke out in front of entrances. Keep your music down when you're around my house. What other grumpy old man shit can I say? There's a lot. People irritate me. But anyways, I'm going to go back to work. Have a fantastic day, no matter what day it is. You could listen to this 17 years from now. And I hope you have a fantastic day. Love ya.